Hello everyone and welcome back to Eating Salads. It's me again, Austin Crosby. So I just opened my uh, recording app to a little message that it would be unavailable on a specific day. And I had a little freak out because as you could maybe tell, I do this every day. But it didn't pertain to me because it happens in the morning, their outage. So we are all good. We are all good spontaneously. A-okay. I, there was something... Oh, actually, the analogy I can't bring home because it's uh, personal and insulting. But I remember the other day, we like were processing something. And I was like, actually, I feel like I, was, I just narrowly was missed by a car. Like, it, it quickly uh, went right past me and I, my heart is still fluttering. I feel like I narrowly escaped death. And I think that in the rest of life, I should call upon that metaphor more frequently. You know what I mean? That's how organic, uh, what do they call those idioms arise? Organically. Idioms maybe are just, uh, well, it's hard to say. I suspect they were originally just someone famous doing a metaphor. You know what I mean? Then they caught on. But I guess now, inherently, idioms are not that. They are uh, common folk sayings, right? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm getting it, I'm getting it wrong. Um, we're going to have a salad for dinner. I actually haven't had our salad yet today, but I know that's what's on the table. I just wanted to record now. Um, we'll probably have spinach. I know we'll have spinach, actually. I've had donuts today. Donuts and iced animal crackers, cookies. Um, there was a reason, actually, that I started. I was like, oh, there's this. Oh, last night, Casey and I, ooh, we were crazy. Actually, I should torrent us another film. Not that this was torrented, but rather, we need to watch Poltergeist. But it... Instead of watching Poltergeist last night, I was like, oh, so you're in the mood for a scary movie? And I opened HBO to find Poltergeist, but it was not there. And instead, what I found and what we watched, which was crazy for us at the time. <laughs> this is suspense. Um, Evil Dead Rises the new Evil Dead movie, and I suppose it's what I want to talk about. In the continuing theme of our talk the other day about casting and the silo, or silo, which, by the way, silo should have been named the silo, because that's what everyone wants to say, period. Same with, like, GIF and JIF. I mean, come on. It gets named... What people want to say. We recently, I, I, I know I'm going on a, several layers of tangent here, a tangent onion, which maybe, dude, that could be another podcast name, tangent onion. Um, we're peeling back the layers. Everyone, welcome to the tangent onion. Um, and then I lose it. That's how it happens. Okay, no, we were talking about the races in Silo and how it's like that's a casting decision that pulls me out of it, but they don't have to, 
care because if someone ever goes, hey, that pulled me out of it, they go, well, stop being racist. You're being racist. And it's like, I'm actually not. I'm this, <laughs> this I'm arguing is a case of non-racism that is racial, where I'm just like, hey, actually, I don't mind who you cast. I would love if you cast, for this specific role, racially ambiguous people. It would make sense, okay? In Evil Dead Rises, a, a film franchise which I have a long history of. I have like an art poster of Evil Dead somewhere around here. Maybe it was, maybe it, maybe it's around here. It might have been packed up somewhere, but Casey might have destroyed it. Like how my mother destroys my vulgar shirts. All the great vulgar shirts I've ever had. Um, in this movie, Evil Dead <laughs> Rises... <laughs> It is so over-the-top evil. Okay, the spirit of Evil Dead. The demon. Which probably has a name. The theme, not just literally the spirit which possesses the films, but also the spirit <laughs> of which the films are made and which they you know, transmute onto their audience is one of such terror that it's playful. Okay, and I know that I'm, I'm being a little facetious with my wordplay or whatever here, but I'm serious. This is deep film. This is deep film. This is just what deep film sounds like. You got to get comfortable with that, first of all. Okay, there's a lot of like pretentious dribble about film, uh, which is a whole other topic. But in real talk is how film should be discussed. And the Evil Dead franchise is a more noteworthy subject than the Evil Dead Rises film. I think that's obvious. You could say the same thing about 007 or Godzilla or any of these franchisee movies. And I say franchisee because it is actually that. It's like they're not even made by the same company anymore, I feel like. Maybe, okay, maybe Evil Dead is. Maybe it is. But they've become so commodified, so merched up, so passing the reins. Like, dude, every rain has been passed. These, these are ships of Theseus. Yet, there is still a spirit of the Evil Dead franchise. Not just literally the spirit. And what I mean by this, being so wicked that it's funny... That's an Evil Dead thing. A spirit saying such a nasty thing. Maligning, twisting the knife, okay? Just total evil spirit. That was a... I can't say that about Poltergeist, which we'll watch soon enough. But I could say it about, say, The Exorcist. That was a spirit that maybe back then to uh, very timid audiences... Maybe they were, like, scared by that little girl saying that stuff in the bed in Exorcist. But I th And when I saw it at the ripe young age of, like, eight or nine, I thought it was hilarious. I thought that was funny stuff. So that's what I'm saying about Evil Dead. Is It's like, oh, it's walking this fine line of, like, someone might think, oh, that's so scary. You have to be careful because you're really aiming for funny. 
And there was one moment, like, oh, it, the Evil Dead Rises. Let's give you a little synopsis. I had seen the Red Letter Media review of it, so had Casey prior to watching the movie. We didn't really have intention to watch the movie, even though, like I said, I love the franchise. Was not on my list. They bring up that the film is clearly not in America. It is set in America, supposedly, but it's obviously not America. These people aren't American. It doesn't seem like they're American. The foliage, the buildings, the cars, all... Everything that could give you an inkling of an idea of where this thing sets is ill-cast, right? Whatever. And we're going to circle back about the casting, because it's, I have nothing wrong with these actors, but it is going to be something to talk about. Um, they are just not American, playing Americans, and I get it, because the franchise is set, I guess, in America, and how would, like, a possessed book. Anyway, they, um, it's mommy. Mommy gets possessed in the typical, like, rapey fashion that the evil dead spirit possesses people, where it ties them up and, and goes into them. So that was an homage how about that? An homage. Um, and then it just psychologically tortures people in very gruesome, gory ways. There's scalpings and uh, vomiting blood. You know what I mean? It's like that kind of movie. Raining blood. There's wood chippers and chainsaws. But the old ones, there was enough camp that it was really funny. And they leaned into that with the eventual Army of Darkness movies, which are some of my favorites, by the way. I think we have to say that Evil Dead 2 is the best, right? But I kind of love Army of Darkness. I used to even play the mobile game back in the day. And the remake of Evil Dead. I, I don't know if it was Evil Dead or The Evil Dead, similar to Silo. Another similarity. And this whole time I've been thinking of another franchise that I, I've just not wanted to fold another comparison into the mix. But let's do it right now. In the spirit of Evil Dead, it's so torturous, it's funny. It's so evil that you giggle. There's a scene where Casey was trying to cover her eyes. This woman's sister is lying there dead, having just mysteriously and tragically died. She's the first possessee, the mother. And so the aunt has had the kids leave the room and is laying there with her, like, nasty body. And a fly lies on the mom's eye. That's the corpse. That's open. And she blinks the fly off and then looks at her sister slash like obviously this is a demon and just in the funniest way just kind of like blinks looks and then blinks again and then like smiles when it freaks her out and like shoots up you know and it was just such a coy funny funny look that if there are many movies has a corpse blinked many times I'm trying to compare to 
Is it a racer head? No. That's the that's the reason I'm drawing this out is I just can't remember the name of the other movie with Pinhead that they've just remade with Pinhead and the Torturers and the Cube. That is truly going to drive me crazy. But I will say in another way, in those it's right on the tip of my tongue films, the Cenobites. See, like, I even remember that. You're not on their side, but they're funny. Like, the way that they torture, whether it's, like, a junkie or so-and-so, like, the, the what's saving grace is that, like, in a way, they're kind of funny. Some people would, but not nearly as much as the Evil Dead. So that's all I'm trying to say, is, like, capturing that spirit of extreme gruesome while being defiantly funny, as opposed to insert the name of driving me crazy that they're kind of funny enough to be like a little flattering in how like dead they're deadpan (laughs) I guess that's the difference they're deadpan in that movie but it's deadpan funny it'd be like if Dwight Schrute were like following people around being like you will know the greatest pains in hell, you know? What is that that movie, dude? That's going to drive me crazy, that whole series. It was recently remade, and we watched that, and it's like, yeah, okay, they got it. Like, they got the vibe. Was it a classic? Is this remake a classic? No. But they're still making them. And this one we watched last night, Evil Dead Rises, similarity for Silo, not the Silo, is that the children are like very androgynous sexually, which they're children, so they shouldn't be sexual. The two are teenagers and probably sexual, I guess. But what I'm trying to say is they may be transgendered. They may be. And it was so ambiguous that it reminded me of how the race should have been in Silo. That I was like, wow, in this... Maybe I missed something. Does this girl have two trans children? That was my question. Are these are both of these teens trans? What are the odds? And you <laughs> and you like go through the whole movie kind of thinking that and it's not even a really big theme of the movie, I don't think. I mean, it definitely could be a hidden theme. If someone thought that movie was good enough, they could do a whole breakdown of that theme. They could say, like, were the kids trans? An analysis. And maybe they would talk about, like, the pregnancy motifs or the less ambiguous smallest child who, spoiler alert, makes it out alive. So, yeah. Other things to practically talk about with Evil Dead it was just normal stuff. Like, you would never get your own blood on the book made of flesh with teeth. I wouldn't touch it with bare hands. I wouldn't bring it in my house. I'm never going to get my blood on it. Number one priority, (laughs) you know what I mean? Is letting the book of the dead taste my flesh. No thank you. Um, Yeah. There was a... There's a word that I would say, but I just... Don't really, I try, I just don't swear as much on here as a coincidence, as a funny little thing I do. 
but there is a word that I definitely would say that's one that most would not. And it was used in this movie at a point that I was like, huh, it's a little ham-fisted. It's a little ham-fisted there, zombie. I don't know why you jumped for that. Uh, anything else? Oh, yeah, the, again, with the setting of the place is like, you know, not... Maybe that was supposed to be androgynous, but I think they were trying to be like, look, it's California. And there's this apartment building with an elevator that the elevator breaks in an earthquake, which is tragic. But then all the stairs collapse. And so this movie really relies on you believing that people could be trapped inside of their apartment building. And... If it was like a Twin Towers-style apartment building, I guess you could convince me. I could be convinced. But this was not that big. Not that tall. And so I couldn't help but think, like, eh, I'd be out of that apartment building in 10 minutes. Under 10 minutes. But this movie required, you know, they spend the whole night in agony. Um, so... There's that. Yeah, I don't know anything else to say about it. That's kind of sad. And, and again, I don't know. It was a little adventurous thing. Oh, we're going to watch a scary movie. And there were definitely parts where you knew something was up. <laughs> There's one. I think it was in the trailer, so I'll, I'll butcher it, but I'll do it. Where the one character, one of the ambiguously gendered ones, the, the, I think it was a girl. But, you know, she has short hair, so who can tell? Um, she's possessed and she's in the kitchen and the <laughs> I should look I should just look up the quote I hope this is still going okay evil dead I've never done this right I've never ever looked up something while recording evil dead rises um, okay Yeah, here it is. She She's possessed, and she's on the counter. And the brother comes in, or, you know, maybe brother. And he's like, sis? You know? And she turns around, and she's chewing, clearly possessed. Covered in, like, bile and cuts, you know? Eyes changed colors. <laughs> Again, this was in the trailer, so maybe people already know this. And she's chewing on a wine glass and like there's blood all coming down her mouth because she's eating glass. And as she's, she's like swallowing and a piece of glass like pokes through her esophagus. And she goes, I gotta kill the creepy crawlies that got inside my tummy. <laughs> and I just thought that was, we just started laughing. I just thought that was so ridiculous. Like. Doing this kind of baby voice. I gotta kill the creepy crawlies that got inside my tummy. <laughs> but that's that's Evil Dead for you, and more of the Evil Dead remakes. And while we're here, I guess knowing that I can search things, I won't leave it mysterious. Cenobites from Hellraiser. There you go, the Hellraiser. Your suffering will be legendary. Even in hell. That's what he said. 
in the first movie, so it should have should have tipped me off. Should have known that. Anyway, thank you very much. Come again tomorrow.